The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, January 30th. We are two weeks away from the Super Bowl. It means it's Conference Championship Sunday, but we're here not to recap the games yet. We'll do that later, so make sure you hit the subscribe button, uh, set your alerts, turn your alerts on so you'll get notifications when we go live for emergency podcasts, and such as this one where we talk about Josh McDaniels being hired by the Las Vegas Raiders to be their next head coach. You thought John Breach, who joins me to break this down, things couldn't get weirder after we had to do a Saturday Tom Brady retirement emergency podcast. And here we are, Tom Brady's longtime offensive coordinator and uh, and pal on the sidelines, Josh McDaniel. Josh McDaniels taking his second job in the AFC West. He wants... Uh, captain the Denver Broncos many years ago, and now back in that in that division, where he will be in charge of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, of course, Prince Francisco is anything like the Tom Brady retirement podcast. Jack Josh McDaniels' agent is going to release a statement in the next thirty minutes that says he <laughs> didn't take the job. It's another cold situation, and that he is leaving Las Vegas without a deal. Uh, no, that is not going to happen. Though we are ninety nine point nine nine percent sure that Josh McDaniels is the next coach of the Raiders. And uh, this is a fascinating hire because, look, we all know about the Colts debacle. He had accepted the job. They were about to have a press conference. He changed his mind and said, uh, peace out, guys. I'm going back to New England. And since that time, you know, we went from, what, 2009 to 2018 where he was the hottest candidate for every job. If there was an open job, Josh McDaniel's name was mentioned. And then after the Colts debacle, uh, things kind of calmed down. I think he only had two interviews. One was with the Browns when Kevin Stefanski ended up getting the job. And the other one was with the Packers when Matt LaFleur ended up getting the job. And so, you know, two kind of well-known blue blood teams in the NFL that have been around forever went another route. And so even this hiring cycle, I don't think he had any other interviews. So this was one that kind of took a while to line up and it felt like he wasn't going to take an interview unless he knew he was going to get the job. I think that was a couple of the reports out there suggested that. And so to see this all come together so quickly, because, you know, Friday morning, there was nothing. And then over a 24 hour period, he's like, bam, he's in Vegas doing an interview. Bam, Davis wants him. Bam, he's got his GM in place. Bam, he's hired. And we're doing an emergency podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. And, and, and shout out to Breach for uh, for doing this podcast less than an hour before the Bengals kick off uh, in the AFC Championship game, their first appearance there since 1988. Uh, certainly not nervous in the Breach household at all. So, I mean, the, the, the Raiders' history is kind of fascinating. You know, you had um, – you know, you have uh, in, in Los Angeles, right? They had Tom Flores, Mike Shanahan, and Art Shell, uh, all of who had followed John Madden, the legendary uh, Super Bowl winning coach, and Flores, Madden, Al Davis, all in the Hall of Fame. Al Davis also coached the team, which, you know, go figure. Uh, and then since they moved back to Oakland, or once they moved back to Oakland, they had a bunch of coaches, and things just did not really go well, to say the least. Uh, John Gruden's return was successful, and Bill Callahan following him uh, got them to the AFC Championship, or to the, uh, they won the AFC Championship, but um, the, you know, they lost to Gruden and the, and the Buccaneers in that Super Bowl. I, you know, and then after that, it was just this run of, uh, you know, really 
uh, excuse me, Al Davis trying to recapture the magic, right? I mean, he hires Art Shell again. Uh, he brings in Lane Kiffin. Tom Cable is his guy. Hugh Jackson was there for a year. Uh, Al Davis died during North that Turner. North Turner. Uh, Dennis Allen was short-lived. And, you know, we, we saw, I think, these last two hires in John Gruden, who was obviously uh, booted, uh, you know, th during the season, I had to resign during the season because of the email scandal coming out of uh, the Washington football team investigation. John Gruden and Josh McDaniels are like almost just I, like I feel like uh, Mark Davis is doing his father proud. Like these are like hires that that Al Davis would make. I mean, he literally hired John Gruden once upon a time. And then when the Gruden thing doesn't work out, and it really, frankly, wasn't working out that great on the field anyway, they, you know, you go out and get uh, a splash in terms of Josh McDaniels. So, I mean, to your point about the interviews breach, yeah. And well, looking at, if, if you're watching on YouTube real quick, you can see the, the coaching hires under Mark Davis specifically. And it, interestingly enough, they fired the, the coaches that did the best. I mean, we all laugh about Hugh Jackson's time with the Browns because uh, it's funny. But in 2011, he led a, a, a not great Raiders team to eight and eight. And got, one game, they missed the playoffs by the last game. Of the last missed season. the playoffs by one game and got fired because Reggie McKenzie, the general manager who got hired in 2011, wanted to bring in his own guy. So, you know, you're a team that had not hit 500 in, you know, since 2002, and you're firing a guy who got you there. And then you bring in a guy who only wins, eight, you know, Hugh Jackson wins eight games in one season. Dennis Allen won eight games in three seasons. Yeah. And then you look at the Jack Del Rio thing. He's the only guy who's had a winning record there since, they're you know, the playoffs. since, yeah, since they had that playoff here in 2002, since the Super Bowl. Uh, and what do you do? You dump him because you want to bring in John Gruden. So, the, the, you know, Mark Davis has some crazy streaks, just like his dad, Al Davis, where we're going to bring in the guy we want. And so I think this marries both of these where I think you have an actual guy who should be successful, I think, with a, a name coach who, who the Raiders want. They want a brand name, but yeah. also someone who should make the team better. And, and the thing with McDaniels, to your point about the interview, uh, you know, it. I think that if not just Josh McDaniels needed to be willing to take a job if he was willing to interview, but I think the team – if you're going to bring in McDaniel's to interview and you're and you're going to go down that path, you need to you need to be sure that you want to hire him because we saw what happened with the Colts. You know that debacle as you, you mentioned. The, the Colts hired Josh McDaniel's and he left him at the altar. Now it worked out okay because he ended up getting Frank Reich, who's been a very good coach. But you do have to be careful um, with McDaniel's because of that past, that history that he has of of no showing. Um, you know the other thing, uh, of course, is that the Raiders are also hiring. Uh, Dave, Z is it Ziegler or Ziegler? I think it's Ziegler. Dave Ziegler, um, the former, uh, he's, he's a Patriots, like de facto GM, basically. Bill Belichick is the Patriots, G you know, GM, I believe, in title, or if there might not even be a GM with the Patriots. Nick Casario was the guy. He left and took the actual GM job in Houston. And now Dave Ziegler, uh, who will be replacing Mike Mayock as the GM. So the Mike Mayock signing, and credit to the Raiders for kind of handling this in back channel ways. You know, they, they did go to the playoffs. And, and Ziggler was the director of player personnel for the Patriots last season. He's held various roles yeah. uh, since he's been there. Yeah. Um, they, you know, so, but the, you know, you could tell by the way the Raiders did it. They interviewed uh, Basaccia after he, you know, after the after they lost to the Bengals in the playoffs, who day? Uh, and, um, mm -hmm. and, and then it was like, all right, are they going to keep Mayock? And quickly reports of them not being, not wanting to keep Mayock came out. I think they were probably doing their due diligence on McDaniels 
in very quiet back channel ways because you don't want to make this a big public thing and then get burnt uh, again, a la the Colts. That also makes sense why you would fire Mayock because you knew that McDaniels was going to want to bring in his own guy. Now we have this graphic up here on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube and in the live chat, smash that like button and uh, make sure and hit the alerts. You'll get you know, hit the sub subscribe and the alert button. You'll get alerts when we go live, including after the championship games on Sunday night. Um, Josh McDaniels as the Broncos head coach. I mean, I remember we had, you know, just, just started working for CBS, right? Uh, in 2009, they missed the playoffs. He went eight and eight. In 2010, he was fired for just 12 games, going three and nine. Lots of controversies. In that first season, he started, I think, six and oh, and had sort of a celebratory dance party in Bill Belichick's face after beating the Patriots in Mile High Stadium. And then that team just collapsed. He also traded Jay Cutler immediately after arriving and then drafted Tim Tebow. Uh, he had Kyle Orton, Brandon Lloyd. Um, they had the, you know, the Alfonso Smith debacle where they traded up. Uh, Chris traded Sims even started a game uh, with Josh McDaniels. Yeah. So they, the Alfonso Smith thing actually, so, uh, corner, corner, cor excuse me, cornerback out of Wake Forest. They trade up. I think they traded a future first to get him in the second, the top of the second round in 2009, I believe. And then that pick ended up going to Seattle and they drafted Earl Thomas with it, I believe. So they kickstarted sort of the, the Legion of Boom thanks to Josh McDaniels. Uh, ironically, the, the Patriots and Josh McDaniels would later end the Legion of Boom in the Super Bowl just for a little weird uh, you know, uh, circumstances there. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a pretty good hire, though, for the Raiders because I don't think – I don't know that the Raiders' job was necessarily one that was going to be – uh, highly coveted. I, uh, I mean, it's it's the I Raiders. Mean, yeah, it's the right. brand. It's in Las Vegas, so I do think that it's something that coaches would want. Um, you know, we heard Jim Harbaugh talked about. Obviously, he interviewed with the Vikings Saturday, so he is you know he's out of the loop there. But there are big names that were connected to this because I do think it's a job that the coaches would want if they thought they could get it. And the reason I like this, uh, you know, Mike Silver, the guy he used to be at NFL Network now, at Bally Sports used to be at Sports Illustrated too. He was saying that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler are both fans of Derek Carr. So ah. this is a huge hire for Derek Carr. And one reason I actually love this hire for Carr and for McDaniels, because it marries the best of what they try to do. You know, if you watch uh, Derek Carr play while John Gruden was the coach, he always seemed like he was afraid of like upsetting his dad. It was yeah, you know, like yeah. where he just, the dad lays down the law and you don't, you want to impress him at all times. And, you know, John Gruden would always throw Carr under the bus, whether it was an interception, you could tell he did not love when Carr didn't throw deep Carr wasn't throwing downfield enough. And finally this year, Carr kind of put it together, but Gruden wasn't there to appreciate it. But you know, who doesn't really care if you throw downfield, Josh McDaniels, right. all he wants is you to throw. He wants high completion percentage. If you want to check down on every play, that's fine with him. That's that's how Mac Jones was successful this year because of Josh McDaniels' offense that made things simple. And Derek Carr is a huge step up from Mac Jones. So I think Derek Carr uh, could thrive in a Josh McDaniels system. So I think this is a huge hiring for Carr, and I think this is the perfect – you know. Josh Mayo is not going to bring Tom Brady to Las Vegas, but if you don't have Tom Brady, Derek Carr is kind of a, a very good quarterback to have for uh, Josh McDaniel's system. Yeah, I would agree with that. He's a very good system fit in terms of high completion percentage, uh, willing to make you know, very good accuracy in the short and intermediate, and, um, and, and a good decision maker for the most part uh, when he's not under heavy pressure. The other thing about McDaniel's system that you, I always think about, you know, is um, 
getting the most out of lesser named wide receivers or utilizing, you know, sort of, you know, I mean, obviously there are plenty of Patriots teams with big name wide receivers, but you know, you talk about like all the slot guys, like a Julian Edelman who he turned into a superstar. Um, it was Welker with, yeah, Welker was with McDaniels and the McD because then McDaniels bolted for, uh, for Denver. Uh, after right. the, in, in, in that season. So you have like Zay Jones and Brian Edwards and Hunter freaking Renfro. I mean, Hunter Renfro is a quintessential Patriots type of offensive player that we, uh, that we thought we might, you know, I, I thought he was going to get drafted by the Patriots to be per perfectly honest. You also have uh, Darren Waller there. So you have a tight end. Of course, McDaniel system has utilized these, these really good pass catching tight ends in the past uh, in the past, and so that could work out as well. And you can see on the graphic there, Mac Jones, highest one of the highest completion percentages by a rookie quarterback. I, I do agree with you. Derek Carr in the final year of his deal, but could make a lot of sense. And let me just look at Renfro. Renfro and Derek Carr could be like monsters next year. Yeah, and I think one thing about uh, Derek Carr going into the final year of his deal is that there's no pressure on Josh McDaniels to make – Derek Carr work. And like I said, I do think right. he will work. And so you don't have any quarterback question because you go into this knowing, you know what? Derek Carr's our quarterback this year. If he plays, if he understands my offense and runs it how I want it ran, then, hey, Mark Davis, you sign him to a long-term contract. If things don't work out, you cut ties. You don't owe any money in the salary cap because his contract's over and you go find a new quarterback. So this is literally a perfect situation. Uh, and, you know, if the, if the Raiders struggle in 2022, you throw Derek Carr under the bus, you tell him to move on and you bring in a new quarterback. So that is another reason I think Josh McDaniels uh, probably like this job. And the other thing, too, with Derek Carr is you can if he has a good year and you like a quarterback in the draft, you can you can still take the quarterback franchise tag Derek Carr and try him back out there for another year if you don't feel like that rookie quarterback is uh, ready. Derek Carr has um, has said he would consider quitting football if he had to play for another team. Um, he only has one year left on that deal. Like his deal, which was at the time, was like, you can't pay Derek Carr that money. Uh, it ended up looking like a pretty good deal and like a pretty, um, you know, uh, like a, it's a very cost effective deal for a quarterback who has been playing at a very, um, uh, certainly an above average level. Now, I do wonder, do you think there's a chance that with Carr that it, um, maybe there is a transition period? Because the Gruden thing, it's, it may, and Gruden's offense could just be different. I think, I think McDaniel's offense probably simpler to pick up. Than, than Gruden's offense, just, I mean, based solely on the fact that Mac Jones can come in and run it. And we've seen, you know, a veteran like a Kyle Orton run it uh, very quickly. Even Tim Tebow can understand it. Uh, so, but, you know, we did see a little bit of a struggle with Carr early on. Uh, and then he had to move next to John Gruden and things got weird. And, and then Gruden got, had, you know, left. But um, any concerns about that transition with just the one year remaining? Uh, I mean, again, I think the one year is a good thing. It's it, it puts pressure on Derek Carr to succeed. I think Derek Carr is going to like this system. Uh, and, and, you know, the only year that Josh McDaniels system really didn't work was the one year he went to the Rams. Uh, that was 2011. He had like Sam Bradford. I think Bradford got hurt because Bradford gets hurt every year. And, and uh, AJ Feely was a starter for a few games. And so and that felt like the year, you know, you just talked about how the Broncos beat the Patriots and McDaniels celebrated. And, and that two, 2011 felt like a punishment year where Belichick wanted McDaniels back. But he's like, yeah, yeah. No, you're going to toil away with a bad team for that's my payback for what you did in uh, 2009. Then I'll take you back next year because then obviously McDaniels went back to New England in uh in 2012 and then has been well, there ever I mean since. don't forget that um I believe the offensive Bill O'Brien the following year left and took the Texans job too. Right, right. So he was he was the OC in 2000 No, no, that's not right. 
He was, uh, oh no, he went and took the Penn State job then, didn't he? Is that right, Devo, 2012? Yeah, yep. That's right, all right. Two yeah. seasons there. Yeah, so he was the OC, he had been the quarterback's coach for the Pats, was elevated to OC in 2011, and then took the Penn State job for two years, and then took the Texans job. Which is uh, funny, because Bill O'Brien might, and so McDaniels replaced O'Brien as offense coordinator, and now O'Brien might replace McDaniels very as good offensive chance. coordinator. Very, yeah, very good chance that uh, that he ends up. I think they just didn't. Who was the OC? How am I forgetting? Who was the OC in 2010? They didn't have one. What? It wasn't Bill O'Brien? No, Bill O'Brien was just the quarterback's coach. Patriots oh. do whatever they want. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you have a um, – look, it's, I agree with you. It is very likely that uh, – anyway, I'll tell you what, we'll take a break, and when we come back – We'll talk about a little bit more about what this means for the Patriots. <laughs> the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So as Breach points out, McDaniels, by leaving, is there anything else we need to cover with the Raiders? Raiders portion I, of it. I mean, I feel like the yeah, Derek Carr, Josh McDaniels, you got, I mean, the interesting part, uh, with the draft coming up is the structure. You have two guys on the same page. You have a general manager and a head coach who work together. You know, you're trying to make the Raiders into the West Coast version of the Patriots now when you are bringing in two guys from New England. You don't see, you know, you, a lot of times you do see a GM who has connections with the head coach they hire. That, you know, that happens. But what you don't see is two guys pulled from the same team in the same year. So you have to assume McDaniels and Ziegler both said, all right, this is the perfect job. Yep. This team just went to the playoffs and, you know, we're on the same page as far as personnel goes. You know, we know what we need to make this team better. And so uh, from that standpoint, you know, because we don't know that Gruden and Mayock were ever on the same page. It seemed like that Mayock want, maybe wanted to do a couple things in the draft that Gruden would veto. And, and you know, right, not- it, was, it was it was basically that um, Gruden brought Mayock in from the media and because it was the only way for Mayock to get a, a GM job, Mayock was willing to let John Gruden 
basically do whatever he wanted. And I mean, not that he had a choice. I mean, that's just right. And now you're not going to have that in Las Vegas because you have two guys who are friends who know each other and they're going to build the team that they they're going to build the Patriots West. That's what they're going to do. Right. Uh, I should also point out that the um, that the last time that Josh McDaniels had a job when he was in Denver, that he, you know, he had full control over personnel. And I think a lot of what had happened, a lot of the mistakes that were made with McDaniels is that he just like it's just like with Chip Kelly, it's just like with Bill O'Brien. You see this all the time. These coaches are are highly coveted as head coaches. They also want to have control over the roster. And like I get it, it's totally understandable. But the problem is when they, you know, when they get to the point of making all the decisions, there's just very few guys who can pull it off and be successful. Bill Belichick and Andy Reid are two good examples. And even those guys make plenty of mistakes. So, and just for the record, we're not crazy. The, the Patriots did not have anybody with the title of offensive coordinator in twenty ten. It wasn't like it slipped our mind. There was there was no one that had the title. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I even looked it up in like the in multiple ways. Yeah, they I, they didn't have anybody who had the title. So when Daniels left in two thousand so nine before yeah, so, the two thousand nine season, they just left it open until until yeah, Bill O'Brien showed up. I, I think Bill O'Brien was calling plays, and then got promoted to offense. As quarterbacks coach, I have to look it up. The 2010 Patriots, or let's look at the 2011 uh, Patriots. So 2011 Patriots had um, Bill O'Brien as the OC, Brian Flores as a defensive assistant, George Godsey, who's now calling plays, uh, Patrick Graham, who's the defensive coordinator for the Giants and like a coveted uh, head coach as well, and Matt Patricia uh, on that on that staff. Pretty loaded staff, even if you know some of those guys have been fired since then. Um, smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, so yeah. The, but McDaniel's, and I think that's the key thing with bringing Dave Ziegler over is that you are bringing in a guy that you've worked with before, that you have a good relationship with, and who you know has a good history of personnel decision making, and who will prevent McDaniel's from getting in a power struggle or right. from you know having to be you know having to be the guy who makes all the personnel decisions. He'll have input. Maybe he has final say on the fifty-three, and Ziegler has final say. You know, we'll, we'll see how it all pans out, but. I do think it's smart that, and I think this is McDaniel's plan probably all along. He didn't want to make a leap to another team without having someone he trusted as a, as a front office guy to actually, even just to keep himself in check, you know? Right. And, and that's, I mean, that's what you want. Again, you don't want to have, you don't want to be battling your general manager. If you're the general manager, you don't want to be battling the head coach. So. Right. And uh, all right. So from the Patriots perspective, I mean, does this, you know, how big of a concern is this for you? With uh, with New England because now it means Mac Jones is going to have a, a new uh, offensive coordinator. I need to look though because I believe that if we take a peek at Bill O'Brien's past, wouldn't he have been? Uh... No, he just went there this year, right? Okay, okay, okay. I was like, wait, After... did he coach Mac Jones too? No, no. Um, but certainly, you know, a similar system that you're running. You know, Bill O'Brien's going to run his system, but. There's crossover here with Bill O'Brien having worked at Alabama with Nick Saban. Nick, you know, Mac Jones played at Alabama. There's some underlying currents there that will make the transition a little bit easier if O'Brien is indeed hired by the Patriots. But of course, remember in that Saban Belichick documentary, they're both complaining about how coaches steal, you know, coaches leave and then steal their their assistants. Uh, so I wonder if if Saban might be like, hey, Bill, what are you, what are you doing, man? Let's uh, let's not uh, let's not yank away my uh, my, my freaking OC here, pal. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like, look, we've looked at since 2000, the Patriots have so much continuity 
at offensive coordinator, whether it's Charlie Weiss for those first few Super Bowls, uh, Josh McDaniels, who got to return to the team, even though he left Bill O'Brien is all people who know the organization. Bill Belichick doesn't want to bring in some newbie who's never worked for the Patriots and and like, tell him this is what you need to do on offense. You can run your offense, but you know, it's gotta be safe and not dumb. And uh, so it's not really your offense. And so I, I would be shocked if they brought in a total outsider. So I I think the only thing that makes sense is either Bill O'Brien or you promote someone who's already on the staff. Like I would be shocked if it's anything else. I swear. I thought that Bill O'Brien was consulting or something with Alabama that year. They had Mac Jones with the, with the idea that Lane Kiffin was going to probably leave anyway. Maybe not though. Well, he got fired by the Texans in October. I want to say, so there was a little bit of a window where he could have helped out, but it wasn't like he was, he was hired by the, by the, by Bama on January 1st. I guarantee you that has to do with his contract with the, with the Texans. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, um, so in, in other words, what I'm saying is he, ha- he has had some time to work with Mac Jones. Like there's, there's been some kind of interaction because he was hired on January, tw- January 1st, 2021. Um, I think, right. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway. I mean, they would have played the title game January 9th or 10th. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about minimal. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll look that up. We'll talk about it later, but yeah, I think for the Patriots, you know, you, this is a, a very attractive position because you have a young quarterback in Mac Jones who played really well as, you know, good floor, good upside. And we should see um, plenty of, plenty of interest in, uh, you know, depending on who it is, we've, you know, we've seen, I mean, I don't know if there's anybody on staff that they would immediately promote to OC just because of what we saw in 2009 and 2010 breach. But I mean, yeah, I, man, sure does make a lot of sense for it to be Bill O'Brien, doesn't it? Uh, our guy, Tyler Sullivan, who uh, is, Yep. Very, very, very knowledgeable on the Patriots mentioned uh, the, uh, my God, what Nick Kelly, who's currently the tight ends and pullbacks coach. He's been okay. on the staff since 2015. He's been uh, moving up the, the depth chart, moving up, you getting the promotions that you want to see. And I'm sure someone who's been on the offensive staff for six years, uh, you know, Belichick would feel comfortable with. Um Yep. So that would probably be, he has that listed as option 1A. And there's also Mick Lombardi, who was the Patriots wide receivers coach. That is another name to oh, watch. Here's what it was. All right. This is, a, I just accidentally, just accidentally just downloaded a tweet. Good catch by Sully in his article. Um, the Patriots, this is for Mike Girardi, back when the Patriots took Mac Jones in the draft. Believed we pro-ready now. Incredible processor, as you probably know, has been teaching the Alabama offense to new offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien. So Mac Jones taught the Bama offense to Bill O'Brien. I mean, that is that it's Bill so, O'Brien. That's all. As long as Nick Saban's cool be, right? with yeah, Belichick poaching his offensive coordinator. And I'm sure he is. Saban goes through offense coordinators yep. all the time. Also, uh, I, I could see Saban being a little miffed about the way the game was called against Georgia in the championship game. Like yeah. He, you know, he lost the, I mean, they were good on offense, but you get, yeah. You know, anyway, wouldn't be that, wouldn't be that shocking at all. Um, oh, here's another one. That Sully tossed around. Another option. I don't know about this one, Sully. Another option could be to bring back Joe Judge as the offensive coordinator. While most around New England may remember Judge Sully as a special teams coordinator while on staff of the Patriots, he was also the wide receivers coach during his final season before departing for New York. According to NBC Sports Boston's Phil Perry, there were also indications that Judge was set to succeed McDaniels when it looked like he was going to take the Colts job in 2018. Buddy, if if they hire Joe Judge for that job, there will be memes and and twitter the, the jokes will get the jokes will get made on the tweet machine the jokes will write themselves also that's right um okay 
anything? I mean, before we let, let Breach go, Bill Belichick will turn 70 this April. McDaniels often rumored to be the replacement there. What's the succession plan at this point in your mind and how much did it change in the past hour? Uh, I don't, I think Belichick was going to plan on sticking around for, um, you know, five, um, if you would ask me last season after they yeah. went seven and nine and they didn't have a quarterback and they looked like it was no future, I could have seen Belichick retiring after one or two more years. But now that there's a quarterback in place, now they're coming off a playoff appearance. Now that he probably feels like, uh, we can compete in the AFC. We just, you know, we're there. We almost took the division from the bills and I could see him coaching to 75. I feel like with a quarterback under, you know, now he feels good about the quarterback situation. I think he could go five more years. Uh, did you mention Mick Lombardi? That yes, had in there? I did. Okay, very cool. I thought I thought you did. I was just going to make sure. And um, also getting mentioned, <laughs> jokingly mentions on Twitter are uh, Tom Brady. Oh, there you go. Bring back Tom Brady for offensive coordinator. I love that. Who 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 had that joke? That was, it's multiple times. Oh, okay. That's I was searching Tom Brady earlier and. There was a couple. Why not Tom Brady's offense coordinator? That's the joke of the day. Uh, all right, there you go. All right, we've got a uh, an AFC Championship game to get to. Breach. Thanks for AFC watching. AFC Championship game. Ah! All my hair is uh, gone because I pulled it all out. <laughs> good luck today, buddy. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Smash that like button if you're checking this out later. We will see you guys after the games. CBS Sunday after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.